I'm excited, <laughs> specifically because of the topic I've chosen to touch on this month. I just wanted something soft, something easy, you know, something that, you know, it means something to all of us. So we're going to have two sessions. I'm going to dedicate this first session specifically for single girls. Then I'm going to have a second session that is going to be specifically for married women. I want both parties to participate. You know, even if you're single, please make sure you join the second session, which will be for married women, because you must t- carry, you know, a lunch box into your wedding. So, yeah, let's go straight into the word of God because my time is limited. I want us to start with the book of Proverbs chapter 4, chapter 12, verse 4. It says, a worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in her bones. You know, the Bible can be brutal sometimes. It says, a worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. Wow, what a scripture. None of you will be a cancer to your husband's bones in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I've come to understand, the Bible says, you are a crown. And as a crown, you need to carry yourself like that. And sometimes because we do not know who we are, we treat ourselves less and we make certain mistakes. I believe that in the waiting period as a single woman, there are don'ts. There are don'ts. There are things that you should never allow yourself to get to. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. I want to focus on the don'ts while you wait to get married. Amen. So the first don't that I want to touch on is don't get desperate. As a single woman, don't get desperate. Understand this, men can smell desperation from miles away. You know, I've heard that a a dog can smell fear. The reason why a dog attacks, it it is when he, he smells fear. Because when you are afraid, apparently there is something that your body secretes. That when, you're, when a dog smells it, it comes after it. The same thing with desperation. The moment you get desperate, you know, men can smell it. And they come after you the same way that a dog will go after a person that is afraid. And understand that when you're desperate, you make decisions that, you know what, on a normal day, you would not have made. You make wrong decisions. Those are the dangers of getting desperate. We saw Esau selling his birthright, that which was meant to make him who he is. He sold it because he was desperate. When you're desperate, you choose people that on a normal day, you would have no business with. That is the danger of being desperate. There are people that, you know, even if they are good people, they are not meant to be in your life. They are not meant to be a part of your journey. But when you're desperate, they come into your life. You see, desperation will make you do stupid things. It will make you buy, you know, buy a man things, buy him a car, buy him a house, give him a boyfriend allowance, you know. I've seen people doing the weirdest of things simply because they are desperate. Don't allow yourself to be desperate. Listen, men are not externally motivated. Men are internally motivated. That means if he doesn't like you, if he doesn't love you, he doesn't. There is nothing that you can do outside that can make him 
that can make him love you. You know, contrary to us, as women, we are internally motivated. We are externally motivated. If a guy comes and he doesn't meet your standard, all he needs to do is to start giving you extra care, giving you time, you know, just caring about you because that's what a woman looks for. Starts listening to you, paying attention to you, paying attention to your dreams, giving you time. If he continues to do it, it's just a matter of time before you stop seeing what you couldn't see before and you begin to like him. You might have had somebody that comes to you and you know he's a criminal or he's something that has nothing to do with God or doesn't fit your list. But because he's doing all the right things, then you start liking him. But men are not like that. With a man, you can cook for him, you can wash his clothes, you can clean his house, give him sex, give him money, get loans for him, all those things. They will still not change how he truly feels about you. So don't get desperate. Don't get desperate. A man has to genuinely like you to actually be in a loving relationship with you. I want you to underline the word loving relationship because there are people that are in loveless relationship and you don't want to be in such. When you are desperate, you get into loveless relationship where you are now begging the man. Listen, don't lower your standards just because you want to be in a relationship. Don't do it. The second don't that I want us to uh, look at is don't have an unrealistic uh, list. I've seen a lot of ladies, you know, coming up with unrealistic lists. I actually believe that an unrealistic list is one of the major delays for marriage. People say, I want a prayer warrior, (laughs) or I want a preacher, or I want a prophet. These days, people want prophets, or I want a business tycoon, you know, or you say, he must come from a good home. Or he must be ripped, he must be tall, he must be dark, he must be handsome. When he walks in, everybody must salivate. You know all those crazy things we write as girls in our list? Interestingly, I had a, a, a chat with the girls in the office. I said, show me, show me the list that you have for, for your men. It's good to have a list, it's necessary to have a list. But you need to have a realistic list. You know, you need to ask yourself, What are the deal breakers? What are the essentials in your list? A lot of ladies major on the minor. Don't be that girl. Don't be that girl that majors on the minor. They major on things that don't make sense. You know, they major on things that don't help. I'm not saying you must marry someone you don't like. I'm saying you must look deeper into the more important things in your lips, in your list. You know, sometimes the thing that is delaying you is just that unrealistic list. Meanwhile, there might be a guy around you, you know, that you're not even considering. You're not even asking yourself, is he kind? Is he generous? Does he love the Lord? Does he listen to me? Does he care about me? Does he care about my dreams? Does he ask for my opinion? Those are things that matters, you know. There might be such a guy around you, but your friend zoned him and you're not seeing him for who he is. And that can delay your marriage. So I'm challenging you to visit your your list again and check. 
Are you really looking at the right things? It's very important. The third don't is don't see, see men correctly. Don't see men like trees. You know, there's a man that the Bible speaks of a man that, you know, Jesus prayed for and he touched his eyes. You know, the man was blind when he was supposed to see. And Jesus asked him, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. (laughs) It means he couldn't see correctly. What are you seeing around you? Many people have commonized, you know, someone that is important, someone that has husband potential. But because you have commonized him, you can't see that this is the man that God has prepared for you. You always just see, just see a guy. Worse, you have have called him a friend. (laughs) Friend zoning a guy makes it difficult to see a husband in a guy. You know, too many girls have friend zoned a guy and yet they are praying for their husband. And the same guy that they have friend zoned, that is the husband that God has prepared for them. So you need to start praying carefully with open eyes, like sharp, sharp, see, see properly. You know, don't see men like trees. The danger with us is that we, we're looking for the spectacular. You're looking for that guy. You're looking for a miracle that, you know, that guy that will come out. You see, the same way we see them in movies. He comes like you have just come out of a GQ magazine, all ripped and woo, all those things that you have. Meanwhile, there is someone. He might be short, but he's the one. You know, he might not be what you have described, but everything you're looking for is in him. You're looking for a romantic guy. You know, you want somebody that will open the door for you. He must pull the chair. He must stand up when you want to sit down. He must buy you flowers. He must, you know, cry when he tells you he loves you. That's what you're looking for. And you're missing that ordinary guy that's next to you. To be honest with you, I'm married to such a guy. He doesn't pull a chair for anybody, but he loves me. He, he I, I tell him I want flowers. He's like, he's like, what flowers for what? Are you a goat? <laughs> My village husband. He says, flowers for what? Are you a goat? <laughs> or you say, and then you're not opening the door for me. Like, what's wrong with your hands? <laughs> if I was looking for a guy that opens doors for me, or a guy that knows how to buy flowers all the time. I'm telling you, I'll still be single and I would have missed my destiny. I've married a great guy. He's a blessing to my life in many other ways. He might not do that, but he's a blessing to my life in many other ways. So see the potential in him, not what he is right now. The, other, the next thing I wanted to look at, which is a don't, premarital sex. Premarital sex. I know we live in a time where, you know, people don't even, people don't even talk about such things, but it's a, it's very important. I had a guy saying one time, why buy a cow when you can get the milk for free? He was talking to a friend and he was saying, she washes my clothes. She irons them. She cleans my house. She cooks for me in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening. Why do I need a wife? You know? And uh, obviously, his idea of a wife is just been purely reduced to a domestic worker. But 
You get the point. He said, she's giving me sex already. So why pay for sex? Why pay if I can have it free? And I'm not saying marriage is paying for sex. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you need to see yourself special and treat yourself special. Number one, because God sees sex special. And number two, God says sex must purely be reserved for marriage. Marriage outside of, of sex outside of marriage is, is, is not, it's a sin. Let's call it what it is, according to the word of God. It is a sin. So premarital sex is wrong. You know, whether we say it or not, the reality is sex outside of marriage, it's wrong. You know, and you might be listening and you say, but pastor, how do I know if he's good? What if we are compatible? Listen, there are two reasons why God designs sex. One, number one, sex is meant to be a glue between two people. It is what binds two people together. That is why we speak of spiritual ties. You want to make sure you are bound to the right person, that your spirit is tied to the right person. Number two, God designed that, you know what, it's impossible to make love to two different men the same way. God designed that we, you must spend the rest of your life with your partner, discovering yourselves. There is no perfect sex. There is no good sex. TV might have taught us, otherwise porn might have taught you that there is perfect sex. There's no perfect sex. You, you, as, as you and your partner spend the rest of your life discovering each other, you spend the rest of your life having fun. Besides, what you're rushing for, you know, do you know that there are married women that are, are, are willing to, you know, they're tired of it. There's two types of sex. There's beautiful sex and there's dutiful sex. Beautiful sex is when you and your partner are in the mood, you want each other, you're just ripping the clothes off, everything is on fire, you know, it's uncontrollable, you know, you just want to, Finish each other there. That's beautiful sex. But dutiful sex is when one partner is in the mood and the other one is not. The other one is probably tired or going through one thing or another. But you know what? If your partner treats you well, before you know it, you end up enjoying it. In the beginning, you might just be doing it because you want to be a blessing to your husband. But you end up getting to a point where it's beautiful sex because He's, he's giving it to you. He's blessing you, you know. You get what I'm saying. But don't rush for it. Because before you know it, you, now you might be having beautiful sex. You don't want to get into marriage and you're tired, you know. And you don't want to get into marriage and it's now a duty. No, 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 no. Relax. You're going to spend the rest of your life with your partner and you're going to have it good. So make sure you keep yourself for it. Understand that premarital sex is wrong. It's wrong. Even if you're making love with someone that you love, because people are saying, but we love each other. Just because you make, you love each other doesn't make it right as long as you're not married. Even using a condom, just because you're using a condom, it still doesn't make it right. The sad thing is, you know, normally when people do something wrong, they want to make us feel, they want to make people who are doing it right 
to make them feel as if they are missing out on something or there's something wrong. And we end up buying it that, you know what, um, it's wrong that I'm not having sex because everyone is, ha- is having it. No, 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 no. We need to start following what God is saying and be proud with what God is saying. Enjoy you being virgin. There are many virgins that are getting married today. There are many men that are virgins out there. There are also many women that are virgins out there. Just because everybody is doing it doesn't mean that you, you need to do it as well. Don't use sex as a trade. Don't trade sex for marriage. Just because you're sleeping with him, it's not a guarantee that he will marry you. Don't. The next don't that I want to touch on is don't fight everybody when you finally meet someone you, 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 when you finally meet someone you want to marry. I see this a lot. I see, you know, people that are, before they meet anybody, they are okay with everybody. But once they meet someone, especially uh, maybe if they feel that person is promising marriage to them, they now start fighting the trusted voices in their lives. God puts trusted voices in our lives for a reason. Have you ever heard that love is blind, but marriage will open them? Marriage will heal the blindness? It's true. When you are in love, there are certain things that you don't see, like you don't see the sides. But God has put trusted voices in your life so that they see what you don't see. Listen, when you find yourself always making excuses for your man, know that something is wrong. He beats you and you're like, no, Marayut people don't understand. No, 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 no. Something is wrong. He belittles you and you keep making excuses for him. Something is wrong. You know, he keeps borrowing money from you all the time and you think it's okay. No, 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 no. Something is wrong. He, every time you go out, he forgot his wallet. Ow. Maybe first time he can forget his wallet, but he can't forget it all the time. Stop making excuses for him. Glory to Jesus. He tells you, I'm having sex with other people because when I carry you are a virgin, you can't. You, you, don't, you can't sleep with me. No, 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 no. Don't tolerate it. Listen, you train a man how to treat you. If you train him at the dating stage that it's okay for him to shout at you, he will shout at you even in marriage. If you train him that it's okay for him to beat you, he will beat you even when you get married. If you train him that it's okay for him for you to pay all the bills, I'm telling you, you will get married and you'll still be paying all the bills. Listen, don't complain about what you accept, allow, or start. If it starts, stop it from before it grows. Don't allow it. Don't accept it. Trust the, you know, you need to listen to the voices that God has put around you. Don't take them from, for granted. Don't make a man to have, a man that you have not married, to have the final authority over your life. I've seen men that, you know what, once you get into their lives, they separate you from family. They separate you from friends. You no longer have friends. You no longer have family. Something is wrong, girlfriend. Something is wrong. It's a pointer. It's a red flag. Stay away. Don't marry a man that isolates you. 
Don't marry a man that keeps you a secret as well. Listen, marriage, when we marry you, we say, in front of all these witnesses. The same way that it's in front of all these witnesses, marriage is in front of these all witnesses, a relationship as well must also be in front of witnesses. When people are in courtship, I advise that for the first three months, keep it a secret so that it grows, so that it becomes solid, so that you have become sure. But the moment you start speaking marriage, don't. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a secret. It should be known. You are, you don't want to be somebody's secret while he has a wife somewhere out there. You know, you are, you are not designed to be a secret. You are designed to be a main wife. You are not, God never ordained you to be a side chick. He ordained you to be, to be a main wife. So refuse to be someone's secret. <laughs> Glory to God. The next thing is, Lack of preparation. Stop. You need to make sure you prepare yourself. Invest in learning about marriage. It's important to carry water for your journey. Every marriage has its challenges. But if you're not prepared, you will get frustrated. And many people give up at the early stages because they're not prepared. Listen, in marriage, there are financial stages, financial challenges, there are children challenges, there are behavioral challenges, there are unmet expectations challenges, there are needs challenges, there are undefined roles challenges, there are settling conflict challenges, long distance relationship challenges, infidelity challenges, sickness challenges. You need to prepare yourself that you know what, anything can happen. When roles are not clearly defined, Definitely, there's automatically chaos in that, mar- in that marriage. You know, when, when needs are not met, and no, normally needs are not met in marriage because people don't know. An, an average girl does not know what, an average ma- what a man's need is. As a single girl, you need to know what a man's needs, what a man's needs are. Start preparing yourself so that when you get into marriage, you're able to meet your husband's needs. Glory to God. Time wasters. I want to finish with this one. Time wasters. As a woman, you don't have time. It's a reality. You don't have time. I'm not putting pressure on you. I've had this said. I'm sure someone, you've heard it before. Let's not put pressure on women about marriage. I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm just trying to bring an awareness. So don't treat it as pressure. Treat it as an awareness. Listen, we have an emotional clock. Whether you like it or not, as women, we have an emotional clock. And that emotional clock, that is when, at a certain age, your hormones begins to change. You know, I've just changed. I just got crossed my 40 years not long ago. And I can already see, you know, my moods are changing. Glory to God. By the help of God and by the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you overcome certain things. But it's a reality. That your, 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 when you get to a certain level, your emotions change as well. So you need to make sure that you are aware of that. You know, we also have a financial clock. It's a reality. By a certain age, you need to be making money for yourself. You need to be making certain amount of money for yourself. Whatever target you're setting for yourself. Pastor was telling me, we were laughing about this, but it's true. He said, you know, 
in, Christ, in church, we tell everybody, you can become anything at any time. Yes, it's true, but it's a truth that must be checked. For example, you cannot start a soccer career at the age of 30. Is it possible? No. <laughs> Once you hit the 30, 30, they don't want you next to the pitch. So there are certain things that at a certain age you cannot do. There are certain things that at this age I'm pursuing at a higher speed than I, I pursued some years ago because I am aware that time is running, you know. So be conscious of time. The same way with the biological clock. It's a reality that a lot of women also struggle to conceive at a certain age because you have a biological clock. Yes, we are people of faith. I know that that you can conceive at any time. I'm not outruling it. But go and ask people that had to stand in faith for a child, married people that have had to stand in faith for a child. Let them tell you the battle they go through, the fight they go through. So it is challenging. That is why don't just, you know, look down on people when you're still fine because you might be missing your husband. Meanwhile, you know what? Your time is not time is not on your side. There's what I call human delays as well. Human delays is some of you are hanging around brothers that you know what? You shouldn't be hanging around with as I've said. You are in a relationship that has lasted for over 10 years. The only thing that has changed since the relationship changed is he has changed your pet name. In the beginning you were Cordelia. You graduated to Cody. Then to Cody Babes. Or to, then you move to, oh, sweetheart, you graduate to darling. Year eight, he calls you my love. Year nine, he calls you wifey. Then the moment they call you wifey, you settle. You're like, I'm the one here. Year 10 comes. You see a wedding invitation. It's his name, but it's not your name. He's marrying someone else. So, there are people that, you know what, they're just delaying you. You can see, he's not saying anything about Lobola. He keeps giving money as an excuse. Yet, he's not making an effort to save money to pay Lobola for you. He's not doing anything to advance his life, to increase his finances so that he can, you guys can get married. And, and his other, everything about him is progressing. Not just his, it's just his marital life that is not progressing. He's buying this, he's doing this, he's doing that. He just doesn't have money for Lobola, but he has money for everything else. You need to be careful. You need to be careful. Listen, there are so many men around you that desire you, but the moment they hear that you are in a serious relationship, they back off. Why? Because you are in a serious relationship. They move on. So you need to be careful of that. And also, dating a married man. Dating a married man is very dangerous. <laughs> Here are some of the dangers of dating a married man. I mean, he gives you an allowance probably of 20000 a month or maybe 10000 a month. That's why you're not worried. Even if he's older than you or even he's married, you're not worried because he's paying your bills. Or maybe he got you a house, or maybe he got you... Um, but he's not part of your destiny. He is not part of your destiny. He might be doing all this, but he's not part of your destiny. And one day, he wakes up, and he's old now, he just wants to focus on his wife only, and you're left hanging. Or, 
Maybe you meet the right guy. You meet a guy that loves you. A guy that really pays attention to you. A guy that you know that God has ordained the two of you together. And yet he can't give you 20,000. He can't give you 10,000. He can't buy you a car. He can't buy, he can't do all the things. And you say he's not the one simply because he's not able to do the things that sugar daddy is doing. And you miss on destiny because you've been doing the wrong thing. And the worst thing that can happen as well is that some of you, you might meet even a guy, you're in a relationship with a guy that is married to a a woman that is very prayerful like me. (laughs) She sends fire. (laughs) Things are just complicating in other areas and you're not aware why. The Bible says that a curse without a cause will not stand, but a curse with a cause will grow. I'm not talking about generational curses. I'm not talking, I'm talking about a woman that is in pain. A woman that understands her legal ground with God. That comes before God and begins to evoke scriptures on your behalf. And starts sending arrows in your direction. You don't want that over your life. Listen, you cannot be asking God to bless you when you're destroying another woman's family. It doesn't work like that. God is a generous God. He's a, he's a sovereign judge. He's a judge. He's a judge of all truth. And he wants, to, he wants your life blessed. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you are blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mokosha. Till next time, God